Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello again, all you friendly Force users. We're back with round two of our celebration wrap-up and discussion of all the fun new Star Wars media that's coming out. I'm here, well, I'm here with myself. (laughs) I'm your host, Chris, and my co-host is, as always, the wonderful Ian. Hello, everyone, again. I'm here with myself, too. (laughs) We're just by ourselves. It's nice to have self-love. Yeah, you always gotta practice self-love. Always. Yeah. Treat yourself. There you go. Whatever day that is. Today's the day. Whatever. Screw it. Who cares? It's any day you want it to be. It really is today for me, at least, since I'm seeing Endgame again, so... See? Treat yourself. I'm treating myself, because I didn't buy the tickets, so... This is what I say every time I go to Target, and I pass by Starbucks, and I'm like, you know what? Treat yourself. You're damn right, treat yourself. Uh, Where are we going? What's happening? I don't know. Who's on first? (laughs) So, today we're going to recap... Um, more of Ian's shenanigans at Celebration in Chicago. Yes, this uh, is part two of our, uh, this is the final part. This is part two, part one. We talked about, uh, the episode nine trailer, and we also talked about the new Clone Wars trailer. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. And then you can come back over here and listen to part two, which we are talking about, uh, the Mandalorian panel. And we're also talking about the new game coming out this holiday season called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Spooky noise, spooky noise, spooky noise. So, we're talking about those two things, and then Chris is going to ask me questions about Celebration, and I'll talk about the con itself and all that good stuff, and... Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so, should we start with Mandalorian? Let's start with Mandalorian, yes. Alright, let's recap the panel. So, this was a panel that I didn't get to go to, same thing with Fallen Jedi, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I only got to go to the Episode Nine panel, but I'm not complaining. Yeah, no complaints. Yeah, no. Uh, so the Mandalorian panel, uh, had showrunners, uh, John Favreau and, uh, Dave Filoni, who also directed the first episode of this series. Uh, for those of you who says, you know, are saying, uh, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, Dave Filoni did yeah. the Clone Wars, <laughs> Rebels. Because he's Clone Wars and Rebels. And, uh, I'm pretty sure he has a hand in Resistance as well. Uh, so, he, you know, is moving now to live action. Which is cool. 
Uh, which you also kind of wonder, like, is that does that mean he's going to gear up and like direct a Star Wars movie? Because I would love that. That would be interesting. I could see him doing a really good one-off. Yeah. I want that. Like, one, like Rogue One kind of feeling. Yeah. And Filoni, I trust. Yes. Uh, but they were also uh, joined by actors Pedro Pascal, who is the Mandalorian. Oh, he's so hot. Uh, <laughs> Gina... I mean, he's such a great actor. But he's also so hot. <laughs> but also so hot. Yeah. So Pedro Pascal, uh, Gina uh, Carano, I believe is how you say her name, uh, and Carl Weathers. Uh, those... Carl Weathers! Carl Weathers! Uh, for those of you who don't know Gina Carano, uh, she was in the first Deadpool movie. Uh, she was, um, uh, I don't know, I can't remember her name, but she was the, the tough chick. Uh. The tough chick. Well, who was, you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Uh. I'm pretty sure I do. She was the really strong one that, uh, Deadpool made fun of and said she was an angry looking Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> it's all coming back well, now. I've, I've only seen Deadpool once. I know I'm terrible. But. Horrible. Uh, so, here, there's a few things that we learned from watching the panel. Uh, one, it's going to be on the Disney Plus streaming service exclusively. Along with everything else that you want to watch. Yes. And two, when the, uh, when the site or the app or whatever you're going to call it launches officially on November, uh, 15th, I believe, or 12th? No. November 12th? 15th sounds right. I believe it's the 15th is when... Uh, the Disney Plus goes goes live and in person. In any case, it's next year. Yeah, no, this year. Oh, wait, that's right. Yeah, it's this year. I always think of, like, winter being next year, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, might as well be at this point. Uh, but it is going to be on Disney Plus uh, right when it launches. Yeah. So... The, the, the full full rollout episodes, not all. Not They're not going to do weekly. Are they not? That's what I had last read. See, I they didn't. I don't think they answered that question. Oh, maybe it was just a speculation in the panel. Um, but we're reading through it, so I might read through it. And I might come across it, but like I said, I'm hoping they do what like DC Universe is doing right now, and do episodes uh, oh, yeah, weekly. Yeah, we talked about that last time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, wouldn't mind all of them at once, but also I kind of want them weekly as well, just so I can pace myself and not go yeah, through all no. of them. I prefer weekly. Um. So. The main character's ship is called the Razor Crest. Interesting. And the ship is a practical model, and it was not uh, computer-generated at all. Oh, cool. So it's like Slave One original. But basically, yeah. Fun stuff. Um, so it says, you know, for the completely new ship, um, ILM uh, built the craft using old school techniques, combination with cutting edge 3D printing and LED lights for lighting effects. Nice. Yeah, like it's old school, old school. Um, it you know started off with obviously a miniature and then you know grew in size. But how cool is that to have like a life size ship that they built? Yeah, that's that's super cool. Yeah, um, we should also say Which that we, they did with the Falcon. Yes, the Falcon... It just makes it better. Oh, much better. Um, and we should also say with this panel, they didn't release necessarily a trailer trailer in the traditional sense. They released a uh, footage reel of kind of behind-the-scenes stuff and a few, like, little scenes put together. Um, but we haven't gotten an actual official, official trailer just yet. Um, 
but they said that you can also expect uh, new aliens, new planets, new starships, but there's also lots of familiar things that are going to be put in here as well. So, it's like, oh, some new, but, like, is it? But How we familiar? still know where we are. Yeah. yeah. They say it takes place roughly about five years after Return of the Jedi. So, oh, that's a good time period. Yeah. That'll be interesting. So, it's, you know, between that 30 years, between uh, six and seven. So, they're, um... um you, think we'll get a, you think we'll get Boba Fett hints? <sighs> That would mean that he's still alive, and I don't know if they're willing to do that just yet. <laughs> I know. But, who, maybe. Um, It'd be interesting. I, I don't know. It would be... Even if it's just a mention, like a one-off. Right. Like, oh, remember that, that bounty hunter, such and such. I'm sure the yeah. Fets will be mentioned at some point. Like, he... This series about is about the Mandalorian, so, like, he has to be mentioned in some context. Yeah. Uh, so they said they're going to be recognizable aliens, droids, alien species, stormtroopers, uh, in a separate little clip that introduced the montage, uh, fans saw a Kowakian monkey lizard who is Salacious Crumb, uh, being roasted on a fire. That's hilarious. Uh, there was an IG unit. People are presuming this might be IG-88. Um, which is heavily implied. Also, it's heavily implied that uh, Taika Waititi, who is a director of some of these episodes as well, is voicing that droid. Oh my god, that would be amazing. So, I would be really cool with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's hilarious. Uh, so fans were also, they were talking about stories at the panel, and fans were invited to be a part of the filming behind and in front of the camera. So Interesting. During one point in uh, filming, uh, John Favreau realized that they didn't have uh, enough stormtroopers uh, armor on set. Uh, so he and Dave Filoni uh, they made a bunch of phone calls, and members of the five hundred first. They tapped the five hundred first. Yeah, they came and they dressed up and they were in the show. That's awesome. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, it's like one of those you know the five hundred first is some great great stuff. Uh, but to be kind of, you know, quote unquote rewarded for all that, to be in a Star Wars TV show is unbelievable. The, well, the 501st isn't kind of, almost, well, I mean, you could say traditionally at this point, had a very strong connection with, uh, Lucasfilm media and whatnot. Uh, I mean, they, so I, full disclosure, used to be a member of the 501st. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not any longer, but, uh, was for a while. I got kicked out. No, <laughs> I moved. I was with the uh, I was with the SoCal Garrison. Yeah, which was pretty much the garrison that gets tapped for all of the media stuff usually. Um, and you know, I mean, this what started essentially as a charity fan group. Mm-hmm. Um, they perfected stormtrooper armor. Oh yeah, perfected it. I mean. I remember there was this one event, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, they needed a whole bunch of troopers for, and Mark Hamill was there. Ooh. Yeah, and he asked if he could take a look at the armor, and he was looking at the buckets, the helmets, and he and he turns to the friend of mine and he's like, "This is just 
so much better than <laughs> what they had on A New Hope and what they filmed in. I, I mean, just the quality and the comfort level was just so beyond what he had actually filmed with in the original movies. It's interesting. Well, he would know two things, so he put on a helmet, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what... I mean, and that's what he was referring to, that it was just completely different. Um, and then, if you've been to any of the Disney parks and participated in the Star Wars shows and whatnot, the Jedi Training Academy and things, uh, that was started by the 501st. The original oh, really? cast members, yeah, the original cast members were all 501st members. Um, and the costumes and, and everything, that was all provided by the 501st originally. Disney tapped them to do that. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yep. All the, 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 the script writing and the training and stuff, the 501st had a heavy hand in that and basically trained the future Disney cast members who eventually did take over after a few years. Well done to them. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, you know, Dave Filoni said that they got to walk away with a huge piece of... Star Wars memorabilia and the fact that their, their armor that they wore is now technically screen-accurate armor. Yeah, screen-accurate canonical. How cool is that? So that's, you know, not only really cool to walk away with, but it's such a high honor to have as well. Seriously. Um, well, the original the original clone troopers, um, those were those were 501st designed uh, in, as, a, as practical armor. Mm-hmm. Um, they were... I mean, I can talk about this now, but, you know, like, 12 years ago, they were given, basically, uh, graphic design specs, and, you know, asked, can you build this practically? And they did, and it was all hush-hush, but it was super cool, and then, you know, for the premiere, that's why they actually had actual troopers on hand, because the 501st built it. So then why didn't they use practical troopers in the movies? It was all CGI. Something, something, George Lucas. I don't know. It was, I'm like, you know, at some points it did look real, but at other points I'm like, oh no, that's a fake trooper. Yeah. Well, do you real. know how difficult it was to to take something that was designed with CGI and convert that, to translate that into a practical armor? Well, especially with, you know, technology back then. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, these were all, these were all pack pulls you know, in, in people's ovens in their kitchen. Yeah. Vacuum form. There there was no 3D printing back then. No. Could you imagine 3D printing back then, how much easier things would have been? Completely changed the game. Right? It it really yeah. has. Uh, but, um, so yeah, it was cool that the 501st was there and they could, you know, add that extra Star Wars-ness to the Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, the the costume designer even said that they were impressed with the level of detail that <laughs> they had in their costumes. So that's, that, that's really like the stamp of approval when the costume designer of the Star Wars series or movie goes, that's really good. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you know how many people who have, like, crossed over from the cosplay realm into the Hollywood prop-making realm? Just because we put a lot of time into our stuff. Yeah. You know? And it shows. Usually. Usually. Um, so moving on, so Pedro Pascal talked a little bit about um, his influence of the the character, and he said that he got a lot of his inspiration from uh, uh, Clint Eastwood. Ooh, interesting. He said there's a lot of Clint Eastwood in this character. So are we, we talking about like like old school kind of cowboy feeling sort of thing? Kind of, yeah, like the classic gunslinger. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Uh, so, 
first off, how do you feel about Pedro Pascal being in Star Wars? Oh, I love it. Um, I, he was unfortunately <laughs> cut short from Game of Thrones, but remains one of the best char- characters to grace that series. Yes, I love um, all of his outfits. Oh, yeah. Uh, he just, uh, he's a phenomenal actor. Uh, if you've seen Narcos... I've been told to watch that. Oh, it's good. I think, he's actually, good. you were the one who told me to watch that. Probably. He's got a lot of depth. Um, he is just top-notch actor. Uh, I mean, I think I think it was a fantastic choice, and it'll be. I think he'll fit into the Star Wars realm quite well. So that being and said, I, obviously, you know, he's a very you know, attractive man. Do you think that we is. will see him with the helmet off ever, or is he oh, going to keep yes. it on? No, they're not going to waste that face. No. <laughs> I mean, they better not waste that face. Because I just thought about that. I'm thinking like, oh, all the images we've seen so far are just him with the helmet on. No, I'm sure. I'm sure there will be plenty of... Because, you know, for an entire series, you've got to have facial emotives. You've got to have that emotion there. Yeah. You know, it's not just... Well, you know, it's like the difference between Boba Fett and then Jango Fett. You know, Jango Fett was an actual person. Boba Fett was just a kind of a one-off character yeah. that grew in mythological terms. True. Because we never see his face. But he's not on that much, so we don't need to see his face. But if we're focusing on this person, we're going to see their face. At least I would hope so. I would think. Uh, it, but yeah, it would he's... be a waste of his fantastic emotional depth. So uh, he also on. said that he, would, he called uh, Favreau and asked, you know, if I should be watching anything for homework or anything, obviously besides, you know, Star Wars and whatnot, and he said to watch a lot of um, Akira Kurosawa films. Interesting. So this is going to be very much not Western, obviously, but it's going to be very kind of like you know Lone Men, you know, yeah. very kind of like tight shots and you know detail oriented, plot driven character stories. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm still, I'm still hoping for gritty, gritty cowboy space series. Like Firefly, but when Star Wars. Like, like Firefly, but in Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, look, we have Alan Tudyk already in Star Wars, so. Exactly. Just saying. Speaking of which, after this, there was news about uh, the Cassian series that I will share after this. So, oh, fantastic! It didn't have a panel, but there was some news that broke about it. Cool, cool, cool. And you did, and you got to meet Alan Tudyk this time. Didn't I you? did get to meet Alan Tudyk. He was so nice. He is. I love him. Um. But so, uh, Gina uh, Carano, 
Uh, she plays a former shock trooper. That's cool. Named Kara Dune. That's even cooler. Uh, so... Uh, she's a former shock trooper, so... Shock troopers in the, you know, in the Imperial Army were the... Not elite, but they were a, a special fraction... Or faction, excuse me, of... Uh, the troopers out there. Yep. They had, you know... The big rifles, uh, some of them had jetpacks. They were kind of, you know, the the big guns, if you will. They're like the Navy SEALs. Yeah. Uh, she said green that... Green Berets. There we go. They're the Green Berets of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, she did say that her character is a bit of a loner, which, I mean, shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't know if she's an Imperial shock trooper, like, on the run from the New Republic... Or if she defected from the Empire or what, but... Remains to be seen. A lot of the images look really cool with her and her huge rifle, so... And then moving on, uh, Carl Weathers plays uh, Griff Karga, and he's the head of the Guild of Bounty Hunters. Oh, interesting. There's a guild. Of course there's a guild. (laughs) Uh... Who do you think, who do you think Darth Vader calls when he gets everybody to come in once? Right. Let me put a call into the guild, hang on. Um, he, uh, not much was said about that to keep it kind of, you know, hush-hush. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming the Guild of Bounty Hunters is where they, you know, pick up contracts, where they drop off bounties, where they can, you know, I don't know, socialize? I don't know, is that like their Facebook group? Yeah. I imagine they've got some dank cantina thing that they all hang out is at. Is it like, they're like their LinkedIn profile is the Guild of Bounty Hunters? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm logging in, guys, to the Guild. Hang on. Uh, Boba Fett has been endorsed by... Yeah, right? Uh, and so, basically, he's looking for someone to go after a product uh, he wants to bring the client. He has a client that's worth a very, you know, a lot of, it's worth a lot of credits. And he mm-hmm. finds a bounty hunter named uh, the Mandalorian. Hmm. So obviously he has a real name, but everyone just knows him as the Mandalorian. So I'm wondering. That's a lot. Oh, I'm wondering if he like takes up the mantle of Boba Fett and is like, "Nope, you're dead. It's my turn now." I mean, that's interesting because the Mandalorians are pretty notorious to to be the Mandalorian. Right. That says a lot. That says a lot. That's heavy. Yeah. Um, both Withers and, uh, Weathers, excuse me, and, uh, Carano did many of their own stunts. Cool. Wow, Carl, Carl Weathers is not a young man. No, he is not. What has he been in? Because I know I've seen him before. <laughs> he, he's on, I mean, he's, uh, he's a kind of a wellish known actor, but I, I always, I can't help but think of him on Arrested Development as Carl Weathers. Oh, because he's Tobias's acting coach, and it's hilarious. Oh, it's a whole shtick. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I've I've seen him before. I just don't know where I've seen him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, they did a bunch of their own stunts, uh, which is like you said, surprising, seeing as how he is, he's up there in age. Yeah, you know, he's not, you know, a twenty-two-year-old, you know, actor. But good for them for doing their own stunts. 
Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that said that a lot of it's going to be rooted in um, practical effects, so practical sets, practical makeups, creatures, uh, excited. you know, effects. So, like, a blaster shot hits a building, sparks will fly and whatnot, like, practical stuff like that. Very cool. Um, Old school. Yeah. Uh, there was a purple Twi'lek shown. Uh, and they said that she is a, uh, bounty hunter as well. We don't know if she's a rival bounty hunter or if she's, you know, an on-again, off-again partner of his. Uh, but she was shown in, uh, the kind of sizzle reel, I guess, of, of footage. Uh, there was footage of him walking into a cantina. Uh, lots of behind-the-scenes interviews and stuff like that. It was, it was a good little, it's, you can find it on YouTube somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think they officially released it just because it is a sizzle reel. So nothing's really done quote-unquote yeah but um you can find it on youtube people recorded it and stuff like that so go and watch it um and also this marks the first the first ever live action star wars uh tv series which has been in the works for i mean they've been trying to get that done for 15 years i worked on a pilot oh you're right that's right Right outside right outside of high school that never saw the light of day. <laughs> was it a good pilot, though? It was decent. I mean, it was just a short film, basically, that mm. an, an independent company was trying to vie for the spots. Uh, it focused on... It, it, it was... Uh, it focused on Jedi, and they were trying to find older Luke Skywalker. Oh, so episode eight. Kind of gone rogue. Yeah, no, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so... Was Ryan Johnson like a, a an intern on that production or anything? That would have been really funny, right? I have to. Sh- I should look back and see who was on that. Um, it also marks the first that this is the first Star Wars anything that to be filmed in the U.S. Oh, because production wow. production was in L.A. Huh? Right. I never thought about that before. So, I didn't realize that they filmed in the U.S. either until just now. Uh, I thought they filmed in, you know, the exotic locations, but nope. Good old U.S. of A. They don't have that movie budget quite. Huh. I mean, work with what you got. Right. Um, so, and obviously this is not the first time that Filoni and Favreau work together. Uh, Favreau voiced the character Pre Vizsla uh, in The Clone Wars, and so... They were like... He's popped up in a few random Star Wars things, hasn't he? He has. He's done a few other voices and a few other, you know, bits and bobs. But that's what he's mainly known for is pre Vizsla. Yeah. Um, but it's cool to see them kind of come back. And I really want to, you know, hope that with Dave directing live action that he gets more comfortable with it and directs more live action because I love his directing style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to wonder, too, since he is a, a an executive producer of the show... Is you know are, are maybe you know some of his characters that he's created going to pop up in here? That would be pretty interesting because we know that you know a certain Tegruta is still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also know that uh, I believe that Hondo is still alive as well. So having Hondo in there would be a very cool thing to have. Uh, they did. Uh, there's speculation that these episodes are also going to be an hour long each. That's nice. Or like, you know, 50 minutes, whatever the time is for it. So that'll be great. They have not said, though, how many episodes are going to be in season one. 
If it if they're an hour long, I imagine there won't be that many. I imagine between eight to ten. Yeah. Uh, that's usually how it goes. Um, if they're thirty minutes, I can see maybe ten to twelve episodes, but I can see eight to ten. I can see them also doing six episodes, but I don't want them to do a really short season. I want them to do at least ten. Yeah. But you know, who am I to judge? Huh. Um. So that's kind of the big gist of The Mandalorian. Like we said, it comes out this November. Uh, and it's a huge, huge thing. Because like we said, it's Star Wars' first live-action series. So they're putting, I'm super excited for they're this. putting a lot of money into this. And they're putting a lot of faith into this. And I think they're yeah. putting the faith in the right thing. Um, but so th- I, think it's a good, I think it's a good plot line yes. to go down. Because it, it allows us to see a lot more of the universe, but still be very familiar. And speaking of seeing things in the universe, uh, the Cassian series has officially been greenlit. It is no longer just a discussion anymore. It's officially greenlit. And Alan Tudyk has confirmed that he is coming back as K2SO. Yay! Uh, for a while there, we didn't know if it was going to be you know before they met, after they met, whatever. But Alan said that he has confirmed that they are going to be uh, buddies in this. Awesome. And, uh, I presume that it's going to be released in 2020. Hmm. Seeing as how there wasn't a panel for it at this celebration that, you know, there wasn't much talk about it. I'm gonna assume, I mean, they could always release something like for San Diego Comic-Con because there's rumor is that Star Wars is going to be there and have a huge presence there. Yeah. But I, I think that it'll be uh, the first kind of quarter, second quarter of 2020 when it's released. That makes sense, just yeah. timetable-wise. Yeah. Um, so, moving right along, we go from TV to video games. Uh, and I have mixed feelings about this. Yeah, me too. So, so yeah, we're going from super practical effects to all to CG. All the- all the CG. So, this is coming, uh, Respawn is doing this game with dis- distribution from EA. Uh, it's called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, so, <clears throat> okay. EA right now has not had a good track record for their Star Wars games. Battlefront 1 no. was fine, people wanted a lot more to it. And they got that in Battlefront 2, but they also got microtransactions, loot crates, uh, buying stuff to make your character stronger. Uh, yeah, which is... Basically a bunch of bullshit. Cool. It's not cool. No. And it's all It's all a spinoff from everybody playing games on their phone. Exactly. Play. Uh, but it's not cool. You know, they've, they've tried to redeem some of the fans by adding in a lot of prequel content, Clone Wars content. Uh, you can now fight on capital ships, which is kind of cool. Uh, so I see them trying to be like, you know, please don't leave us. We want to, (laughs) we want to do good for Master. Uh, but, uh, Respawn is handling this game, uh, like we said, with, uh, with, how would you classify that? Like, distribution by EA, or how would you... That's what, yeah, I would say distribution. Okay. So, I'm not sure what, how, how much of a hand, uh... EA has in the story and stuff like that. 
I would think they're just marketing and distributing. Uh, I'm hoping so. Uh, but still, when people see EA attached to a game, even if it's just distributing, they're like, oh no. Yeah, no. It's not a... It doesn't have a good mark right now. No, and... It leaves a bad taste in your mouth. There is a heavy rumor that Disney is looking to purchase a video game uh, developing company. Because they don't have enough things. Well, they're really pissed at EA right now, so... Just bring LucasArts back. Uh, that's what I said, too. I'm like, why can't they just, you know, reopen LucasArts and just distribute games that way? Yeah. Like, I don't see the issue... I think they should do that. Um, so the, I mean, they have the power. Right? So the date is confirmed. It is a November 15th release. Uh, on, Just in time for Christmas. Right, on PC and on consoles. Uh, you can pre-order it right now, and there are two editions, a standard edition and a deluxe edition. Don't uh, pre-order it, people. Unless this they can really this get is where you. We get, this is where we get caught up, because everybody pre-orders the game, and so we keep getting crappier and crappier games because everybody pre-orders it anyway yeah. so they're not worried about making money this is actually the first star wars game that i may not pre-order just be yeah just because of the track record yeah just don't do it just wait well and then so the deluxe edition comes with some cosmetic dlc for mm. your character and your lightsaber which you will figure out and i'll tell you all later that those things evolve over time with the look. Yeah. Um, and also I, behind I the scenes features, so I don't know, whatever that means. The game The game looks beautiful. Right, and it's not even done yet. I mean, I, I'm assuming what we're mostly seeing is cutscenes. It's cutscenes and uh, footage has not been rendered really. It's it's yeah. still kind of in the rough stage, not rough stages, but you know, in the developing stages. But we're not, I don't think we're seeing, we're not really seeing any gameplay. No, no, not yet. Uh, so... But it, the, it, it looks interesting, but what, what, where my other mixed feelings come from is that it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a Star Wars game. It doesn't feel like it's Star Wars. In what sense? I don't know. It... And I, I think that's, I think that's kind of what they were going for with the trailer, because, you know, you, you have no idea. There's no tell that it's a Star Wars game until the Stormtrooper pops up. True. It could be anything. It could be totally original content. I don't know. It just, there's something about it that doesn't feel very Star Wars to me. It looks cool. And I can, I get what you're coming from. I think they want to do more of a grounded Star Wars game because... Yeah. You know, on Battlefront, you're going to all these, you know, destinations, planets, you're on ships, you're flying vehicles. This one is very much single player, you know, you are in that moment. I'm wondering about the time period, too. Well, it's, so, here we go. So, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order uh, is set after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, so, well, obviously. So, it's between three and four. Uh, you play as a, a character named Cal Kestis. And he is portrayed and did the motion capture. He's portrayed by uh, Cameron uh, Monaghan. Monaghan? Uh, the guy who plays the Joker in Gotham. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's in um, Shameless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a young Force user uh, and a budding Jedi, and he uh, is our hero, our main character of, of Fallen Order. He's pretty strong. Yes. Uh, he survived the initial purge and onslaught of uh, Order 66, 
Uh, but he's on the run in plain sight until an incident forces him uh, to expose his force powers, and now he is hunted by a character called the Second Sister. For those of you who don't know, the Second Sister, you know, first brother, third brother, they are all Inquisitors. Yeah. Uh, we see the Seventh Sister in Season 2 of uh, Rebels, along with, I believe, he's the Fifth Brother. Uh, the second sister, though, is someone completely different. Uh, uh, she, there said that she lives to hunt Jedi. Yeah, uh, she's vicious. She said that she's powerful enough to control the flight stick of his, uh, of Cal's escape ship remotely. So I don't know if That's it's, crazy. So I don't know if it's like remotely, like she's on the ground and she can control it or not. People are highly theorizing that this person may very well be Barriss Offie. No. Because uh, last time we saw Barriss, uh, she, was, she wasn't she was too happy with the Jedi at the end of the Clone Wars. No, not at all. And Palpatine had her taken away, so she could very well be uh, an Inquisitor at this point, which would be very cool to have that character brought back and see the dark path that she went down. It's interesting. We have so... We've developed so much of this rich canon around the Inquisitors and the Sisters and the Brothers and all of these random Jedi that did escape Order 66. And then we get to the original series and it's like, well, okay, well, what happened to all of them? They're either in hiding or they're dead. (laughs) So we've got to get to that point eventually. Yes. Uh, So the game developer said that they really were interested in in the dark times that Obi-Wan quotes yeah. In uh, episode four, and they wanted to really explore that. Um, the uh, Stig, uh, this is a, a foreign name, so I'm very sorry if I'm mispronouncing this. Stig uh, Asmusen? Asmusen? I don't know. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's the game director of this game, and he also worked on God of War. Which is very... Good. <laughs> and I, I love those games so much. So that's yeah. that gives me a that, huge that, like confidence booster. Yeah. Um, so it's a part of the timeline they said where the Empire is at the height of extreme power and any remaining Jedi are either in hiding or dead or have joined the Empire. Uh so uh narr- the narrative of the game, uh they've crafted a game with intense yet thoughtful and fun melee combat using the lightsaber and force powers, allowing anyone to fulfill their Jedi fantasy. Um, from a press release uh, and the uh, uh, panel, we learned that we'll first meet Cal on a planet called Bracca, which is mm. one of the several new locations that Respawn is bringing to the Star Wars universe. Uh, he's going to... Uh, Meet you're or sorry you're going to meet a fairly wide cast of characters as he runs for the empire such as a mysterious companion uh, named okay so C E R E how would you say that C E R E yeah is it like Siri Carrie Siri Siri yeah Siri or Carrie one of the two uh, yeah so Siri uh, and or Carrie is also a former Jedi Knight. Uh, but we're not sure. They have not said if she escaped the purge as well. There's literally uh, dozens of them. Or if she, you know, left the... Before that. Yeah, before that. Uh, and also, Cal gets his own little droid called BD-1. 
<laughs> so, we all, we love droids. Oh yeah, no, there's always gonna be droid comic relief. Yes, um, so, we also get introduced to some other bad guys called the Purge Troopers. And so these are, and these are, these are the guys with the, well, the... The red and black armor? Yeah. Yes, the Purge Troopers are confirmed to be the early version of Dark Troopers that we see in Rogue One. Exactly, that's what I was going to ask. Yes. Okay. Um, they will be fighting enemies with, uh, obviously, blasters, and they have the uh, uh, electro staffs that the Magna Guards, that Grievous has. Yeah, those... <laughs> yeah. Those things are so fun. Um, so It just makes such a great noise. The gameplay is going to be heavily based on melee combat, obviously, you know, that makes sense. Um... So, you have Jedi training to create different combinations of melee combat and lightsaber strikes and all that stuff. It sounds a lot like Force Unleashed, I'm not going to lie. I was going to say, this looks like this seems to play out like Force Unleashed, which was a fun game. They were extremely fun. Uh, yeah. So, and according to... Wait, so, what, this is being released on PC and what? PC and consoles. And consoles. Okay, so so I'm wondering if we'll have, like, connectability for just going mad on your lightsaber skills. That'd be really fun. Right? Because that, that was what was really cool about Force Unleashed, especially playing on, like, Wii and, and, and Xbox Kinect, was mm-hmm. being able to look like a complete fool in your living room. But also you got exercise. And you got exercise. That's the main, <laughs> that's the main goal to take away. Exercise, clearly. Um, so according to Respawn, it's not just Cal that will be growing as a person, but your lightsaber will evolve as well. Interesting. So, the details were very sparse, they kind of just, like, threw that out there and said, and we're not going to talk about it anymore until the, later on. But... I'm wondering how far he was in his training when Order 66 goes down. Um, they haven't said really when this, how long after Revenge of the Sith this, this takes place... I'm going to guess he was, he looks to be, like, between 18 and, like, 25. So, I'm guessing he was, you know, a a good portion through his training. I mean, Padawan, probably. Yeah, Padawan or... He he seems strong. Padawan or close to being a Jedi Knight. Yeah. Um, so, fans have also you know, theorize that, oh, this is going to be very much like the Force Unleashed with, you know, you can upgrade your lightsaber, you can upgrade, you know, find crystals around and upgrade yourself and, you know, your Force powers and whatnot. I can very much see this kind of being a not soft reboot of the Force Unleashed, but having, you know, traces of it in there. Mm -hmm. Which I will not be mad at. No. Um, They did say that Fallen Order is not an open world game. But, here, here's the, I guess, kind of cool thing about it, is that, um, oh, hold on, where is it? There we go. While it's not a, uh, uh, what did I say, open world game, you can choose where and when you want to go in the story. That's cool. So, you know, you can always, and you can also, you know, come back after you learn new force abilities to do more things, or... Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, they have confirmed 
that no microtransactions will be a part of this, and there's no multiplayer. Thank God. It's going to be based solely around your single-player experience. And that's all I... That's honestly, that's all I want and from a good game. As I just in, want to be able to sit down and play and not have to worry about all these other things. Right, like, it's like, I don't want to have to, you know, put 30 bucks down to buy this till I can get a better lightsaber to defeat this character. That's not... No. Yeah. No. It's dumb. Um... Also, uh, they have said that currently there are no plans for any DLC right now. Hmm. So you really don't need to, like, DLC in, the, in the sense that... It, it's a standalone. It's it's fine. Yeah, there's no maybe alternative missions and stuff like that. We did say there's DLC for, like, cosmetic upgrades, but that just makes you look fancy. Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, so you really don't need to pre-order this game right now. Yeah, I see no reason to do it. No, I'm not. Uh, so I mean, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna buy it. Oh, I mean, for sure. I'm, I'm interested in the story. I really enjoyed. I always enjoy playing a Jedi, first person. Right. Those are the best game. Those are the best Star Wars games, right? To me, aside from like the ship focused ones. Oh yeah. Um. And it, I, it seems promising. Everything that they've told us, well, they're, they're, it sounds like they're trying to make up for mistakes, but, you know, I'll reserve... Here's one more thing to to make it up for you. Maybe they'll, it'll, you know, make you go, oh, okay. Chris uh, Avalone is writing it. That name may sound familiar because he also worked on uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So... Uh, Which is the game we were all hoping we were getting. Right. It also is said that um, the game director who worked on God of War and the members of his team who worked on God of War are going to be all in this game as well. Well, that's promising. I mean, it's very yeah. it's very promising. We'll just have to... We will wait with bated breath. I know. I'm going to still reserve judgment until... Maybe they'll have like a demo that can come out because, you know, they can release like a 10-minute demo or something. I don't know. Or a beta, yeah. obviously. Because uh, I played the Battlefront 2 beta. Fun story. And I loved it. But nowhere in the Battlefront 2 beta did it say anything about microtransactions. Yeah, that sucks. So literally when it came out, people were like, uh, what? So. <laughs> the only beta of Star Wars game I ever played was Galaxies. Oh, yeah, you told me that. The, uh, <laughs> the, the massive the multi The ill-fated Star online. Wars Galaxies. Yes. It was so much fun, though. I was really bummed that it didn't go through. I had so much fun with my character. And you're... It was, it was completely random if you, um... If you were a Jedi, like, you didn't get to determine that. Right. If you created a character and your character had force powers, then yay for you. But that wasn't something you could choose. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Um, so Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order comes out November 15th. Uh... Just in time for, for Christmas. Yeah, I'll probably get it for Christmas. Whatever. And, you know, just... We're going to have a, a Star Wars year. Because you have Episode Nine, oh, You have yeah. Mandalorian. You have the Clone Wars. You have Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. You have uh, Galaxy's Edge coming out. Or not coming out, but opening up. Excuse me. So excited. Uh, which, I didn't get a chance to go to that panel either. But from what we've learned, uh, it's opening very, very soon. Uh, and it'll be reservation only. Reservation only for the first while. Yeah. Um, so May May second is when you can start reserving, I believe. Is that I read online? So 
uh, you know, not a lot of stuff has come out. I saw, uh, I got a chance to go through their booth area and saw a lot of the stuff that they're going to be able to purchase there and, and, you know, have fun with. So that was cool. Yeah. I think it'll be, I hope there's, I haven't looked too much into it because I kind of almost don't want to, like, I just want to experience it firsthand. Right. Kind of thing. Cause I have a lot of family in LA, so I, I tend to go back to Disneyland quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I really hope there's like a cantina, like an actual go in and order blue milk cantina. Oh, there is. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's going to be so amazing. And the blue milk can be alcoholic. Yes. Which we all, we want an alcoholic blue milk. What we all want in our life. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that wraps up the two big things that we're going to talk about, which is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and The Mandalorian. Uh, what do you have to ask me about Celebration since you couldn't go? Since I couldn't go. Well, okay, so we hit the big points. Yes. The panels. Um, my, one of my favorite things to do at a con is walk around the, um, Vendors. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like to see what's for sale. I love to buy stuff. I'm terrible. I am too. Um, I bought a lot. And there were a lot of vendors there that I had really wanted to see. A lot of the lightsaber vendors. Um, the Pozu shoes, mm-hmm. which I heard wasn't a huge booth, but still. Shoes. <laughs> shoes. Shoes. Star Wars shoes. Yes. So tell me about the... Yeah, tell us about the vendors. Uh, the vendors were great. Uh, I mean, everywhere you see... You know, toys from, you know, the original era of the 70s and 80s. You see new toys. You see, you know, rare stuff. You see statues. I mean, you name it and it's going to be there. Um, Our friend Luna tried to entice me because some guy was randomly selling Jigglypuff uh, plushies. (laughs) And for those who who don't know, I cosplay as a Gajinka Jigglypuff. At a Star Wars exhibit? I don't know. It was very weird. And she was like, you need to get this. I'm like, do I? She goes, yes, you do. (laughs) I did not get it, though, because it was like 20 bucks. And may not have fit in my suitcase. Anyway. Yeah. um, Going through the vendors with your friends is the worst thing, because con friends are enablers. It's the worst, but it's the best. buy more. You will always buy more if you're with people. Oh, I almost bought a $200 statue. See? Because, again, of one Miss Luna Flair. Yep. Because it was so, uh, quick story, it was the Ula statue that I have now, Ooh. and uh, anyone who knows me knows I love Twi'leks, clearly, because I dressed up as one for two days. Um, so I saw, and she's a rare statue, she did, they only made, I think, either 2,500 of them or 5,000, which is, you know, people think is a lot, but with Star Wars geeks, it's not a whole lot of statues. So... I'm like, oh, because, you know, they go for eBay, you know, anywhere between 150 and, like, 220 I see, usually. Jeez. It's like 200 bucks. I'm like, yeah, it would be, you know, a, it's a markup, obviously, and stuff like that. And so, oh, there's always a con markup. Yes. And I looked on eBay, and I found one for $110. So, I'm like, if it's, you know, in both another Castle Creations and our friend uh, Doodle Sport Cosplay, who I met out there, uh, was like... You know, if it's still on eBay, or if it's if it's gone off of eBay, then you know to buy this one at the con. But if it's still on eBay, you buy the cheaper one. Oh, yeah, obviously. And I did. And luckily, it came <laughs> from, like, Oklahoma, so it got there in, like, three days. Oh, wow. Yeah. But there was a 
bunch of statues that I wanted, but I could not get. I did get the limited edition Hera statue, which did sell out. That one was super cute. And I actually got uh, Vanessa Marshall, who voices Hera, to sign it to me, so it's even more special. Uh, yay! Uh, I got a bunch of arts. So, I collect a bunch of art from cons, and I don't have a whole lot of Star Wars art, surprisingly. Oh I've, god, that's like the bulk of my con art, well, and I have a lot of con art. The bulk of my con art is uh, Harley Quinn stuff. Yeah. Shocker. Um, you should see his car. <laughs> right. And a bunch of villainous things. Again, shocker. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I got a bunch of Star Wars art there. Um, I got some limited edition, limited edition uh, prints that sold out. I got, I had an artist. Oh, I had a really great artist um, do a commission for me. And I posted it on, I believe, most of my social medias. Um, I, I know it was on Twitter. I don't remember Instagram, but I may just have missed it. I'm, I can't remember if I put it on uh, Instagram or not. But um, So I contacted this artist. He posted in one of the Star Wars groups, you know, a while back saying, you know, hey, I'm going to be there. You know, hit me up for a commission type deal. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I uh, did, and I talked to him for a little bit. Uh, his name is Alex uh Buchel, I believe is how you say his last name. B-U-E-C-H-E-L. How'd you say that? B-U-E-C-H-E-L. Buchel, yeah. B yeah, Buchel. I guess. Yes. Um, if, we're, if we're getting it wrong, we're so sorry. Yeah, I'm very, very sorry. But um, he's on Twitter. Uh, he did a really pretty, like, kind of psychedelic rainbow print of Chewbacca. And... Uh, He's on uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's Alex, A-L-E-X, B-U-E-C-H-E-L. And he does a lot of these drawings as well on, uh, like, a on paper, and he has, like, a white pencil or something. I don't know how he does it, honestly. <laughs> I'm not trying to describe the man's art style because that would be a really, real, real bad mistake for me. Just check it out. Yeah, check out his work. Um, but he did a uh, Ventress for me. And yes, and it's quite cool. It's, I love it. Ventress is my favorite character almost in Star Wars, I think. She's, like, in my top five at least. Yeah. And so when he gave it to me, I'm like, you know, oh, my God, it's so pretty. Thank you. So I don't, and here's the thing. When I do commissions at cons, normally I'm at the con talking to the artist firsthand. This was different because this is an online exchange of what I wanted and then hope to God it looks good and I pick it up at the show. That's still a pretty cool way to do it. Yes, uh, but it was just nervous for me. I was nerve-wracking for me, rather, just because I'm like, yeah. um, I trust you, but I'm still nervous. Yeah. But he followed through completely and just is amazing. Um, we saw Joe Corny. Joe Corny is great. I was going to just mention him. I collect his work. I um, do, too, and I love his stuff. Super nice guy. Super nice. Really, he, really nice guy. He remembered us. Yeah, he, he knows... He knows uh, Ruby and I pretty well because <laughs> we're always we're always commenting on his stuff, and we we always make sure to bother him when we see him at con. Well, he was because we we told him that you weren't there, and he goes, "Oh, that's very sad." <laughs> uh, but no, he does great work. I have a few of uh, pieces of his. I have the uh, Leia memorabilia piece. Um, he's got he, he's got official officially licensed stuff. He does. It's like, great. It's top notch work. 
I also talked to him about maybe doing a commission as well for me. Oh, that would be cool. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But he's a great artist. Um, Jason Palmer uh, did a unbelievably breathtaking Star Wars mural, which I'm sure you've all seen by now. Yes. Uh, you know, from episode one, two, three, the Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, Rogue One, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine on this huge tapestry mural. Gorgeous artwork. Go check him out as well because he does some great work. Not only it was cool to see it when you guys got it. Yeah, it was. And, it's like I think it was. I think it was Lydia sent me a photo. Um, when you guys had first walked in on like Thursday yeah. night, and and you could, and it was still blacked out. The last panel was blacked out from episode nine. Yeah, yeah. And she said, "I don't know why that's there." And I'm like, "Well, clearly it's going to be episode nine. Yes. Um, but he he does great work. He also does uh, Once Upon a Time artwork. Firefly artwork, uh, DC stuff. So he has a, a, a range of artwork. So go check him out too. Yeah, um, but vendor wise, I didn't buy as much as I thought I was going to, which is good. That's good. I mean, celebration was expensive. Yeah. I came home with like 300 extra bucks. I didn't spend. So that went right back into the bank. That's good. Uh, did you, was there a lot of the way in the way of clothing. I mean, I know I got a fantastically beautiful shirt from Luna of um, the Skywalker family that I'm super in love with. Are you talking about the uh, Her Universe stuff? Yeah. But, I mean, was there more than just the Her, her or Universe? Not. Was there, like, a good selection of... I always, Because I always like to buy... I always buy clothes Oh, yes. Stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so we went to the Her Universe booth... And we spent way too much money there. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Like, way, way, way too much money there. Um, it's just, it's such a well-crafted collection. Oh, for sure. Uh, I got an Ahsoka Tano sweater, or long, not sweater, like long sleeve shirt. And then I got, I, I'm calling it the Woman of the Galaxy. I don't know if that's the actual title or not, but the Woman of the Galaxy, Our Universe uh, sweatshirt. That's cool. And... I'm not a big sweatshirt kind of guy, but this is really, really, really comfy. Hmm. I know Ruby got an Ahsoka shirt. <laughs> she was wearing it. She wore it out to see Endgame this past week. Oh, did she? And, yeah. And she's she lives in Denver. And somebody asked her if it was a Broncos shirt, and she was like, no. Oh, no. It's a Star Wars shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I can so just much. imagine her face. Well, like, my dad goes, oh, who's Tano? I'm like... God, Dad. And I go, God. I go, Tano. And he goes, oh, who's Tano? Who's Tano? I'm like, never mind. Go away. <laughs> uh, no, there were some great shirts to buy there as well. Um, you could also get Star Wars tattoos done there if you wanted to. God, which see? I highly contemplating so on doing so. Right? I've been thinking about getting a tattoo for a while. and Do you not have any tattoos? I don't know. I do not. I have like a million piercings. I thought you had tattoos, tattoos as well. Mm-mm. No. My dad is super against it, and I've always promised him that I wouldn't do it. So I just have to... If I ever do it, it's got to be somewhere really hidden. Yeah, but it's your body. I know. But anyway, uh, you can get Star Wars tattoos done there. Um, I will say, so... It was interesting because... And I spoke about it in the last uh, episode as well. The panel system, the lottery system... 
Um, I think more cons need to implement this. That makes things less crazy. Well, like if imagine if San Diego Comic Con did a lottery system. Oh, instead of having to wait in those ridiculous lines for a day at least, yes. Yeah. I think it would be great. Um, no, it would. It's much better because then you actually get to you know look either you experience the con. Or you go to a panel, but you know, you know for sure, either way, what you're doing. Exactly. You know, you have a, not a reserved seat, but a, a, a place in this panel, at yeah. least. Yeah. You're not, you're not just waiting around Correct. hoping. Some things need to be tweaked a little bit. I'll give them that. But other than that, oh, sure. you know, whatever. Uh, costumes looked great. Oh, costumes were fantastic. Um, How was the weather? Uh, <laughs> I was I was worried about you guys overheating, but I didn't know if it was going to be cold or not. It was it was cool in the evening. Uh, snowed Sunday. Oh wow! Oh Chicago. So to the point where all flights were canceled going out of Chicago airports. Huh. So that's why our friends Whitney and Sloan from Dual Sport Cosplay had to ride the train with us back home to KC, and she took a flight out of KC. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was it was it was a fun train ride. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but the weather-wise, it wasn't bad. It was a little warm inside the con, but I actually did very well because I brought a fan with me and I had uh, my other mini fan with me, so I I was good on that end. Good. Uh, I'm very happy that you suggested to bring fans with me, so thank you for that. Yeah, I was worried. There's a lot of layers. Yes. Uh, but yeah. So snow-wise, it happened Sunday. Sunday was the day that myself and Ruby were going to get our Ashley Eckstein photo op with. Oh, yeah. Ruby was dressed as Ahsoka. She had a water-based paint on. (gasps) Oh, no. So, I was holding her lightsabers in the car, trying not to, like, touch her because I didn't want to get paint transfer. Yes. But we were very good with getting her, you know, in the con, our... Uh, Lyft driver was a little late getting there, so we literally jumped out of the car, booked it into the hotel to get into the skywalk, so we have to walk across the street, mm. and just ran to the photo ops. <laughs> like, we booked it. Uh, like, we're, like, saying... Yeah, I mean, th- those aren't cheap. No, well, and we were saying to the other, you know, the other group, we're like, we are so sorry, but we're going to run. They're like, no, it's okay, run, go. And so, I don't even think the car technically stopped when it opened the door. That's hilarious. Just roll out. I mean, it was close to that. <laughs> it was very, very close to that. Um, but Celebration, it was so fun. I didn't want it to end. Yeah. Um, I got, you know, with us at Planet Comic Con here in KC, I get, you know, a little sad, but I'm going to see all my friends again because we all basically live in the same state except for Ruby. But Ruby comes to visit often. So... Yes. With Celebration, you know, yes, I went with friends from, you know, here and everything like that, so I'll see them again, clearly. But just the atmosphere and the energy there, you know, I'm, I missed it. Well, and I got very depressed when I left. It's I think it's that difference of being at a place where everybody's there for the exact same reason. Yes. You know, it's different than a, it's different than a Comic-Con, where people go for all kinds of different reasons, different fandoms and whatnot. Celebration is one reason you're there for one shared reason right with like you know for example san diego you're there for a myriad of reasons with planet comic-con myriad of reasons they're really you know anime cons you know basically you're all there for anime and stuff like that but there's so many different animes there that 
it can branch off to God knows where. Well, and, and anime cons tend to skew a little bit younger, too, which yes. can be a little off-putting sometimes. Uh, yeah. We've all been young and loud. We've all been there. Yes, that is true, and sometimes you're like, I need to put a muzzle on someone. But they're like, oh, no, wait, that could be a king. <laughs> They'd of probably like that. Yeah. I, oh, yes. Yeah, no. You beat me to it. <laughs> it's like, oh, They'd maybe They'd probably not. enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Um, but yeah, no, the, I can imagine that the feeling of of being around so many thousands of people who are all there for the exact same reason is a is a very unique experience. Very, and you know, especially to be, you know, for example, in the same room as everyone for the episode nine panel, that energy yeah. was just. I don't think I'll ever feel that energy really again. Um, but. It was it was a fantastic experience. Um, well, you won't. The world won't have that energy again. That's the last one. That's the end. That's the no. end of the Skywalker saga. Very true. That is it. That book is closed. Closed for now. I mean, I'm sure they'll resurrect it in some way, but <laughs> okay. for now, it's closed. Uh, we are. I mean, I'm still debating on if I want to go out to Anaheim for next year. Uh, I, mean, I definitely do. I love Anaheim, and when I went to Anaheim. Uh, with Derek and Rachel, uh, who are a part of the Heroes Podcast Network as well, we went out there for WonderCon, and we stayed at a hotel, maybe a five-minute walk. It was still like the hotel circle area, so it was like a five-minute walk from the convention center to the hotel. Anaheim is, it's not like a small city, but it's a pretty, it's actually surprisingly walkable. Very easily transportable and we were like 10 or 15 minutes away from disney so we always walked there yeah and you know so i would love to you know if i do that again i would love to stay at that hotel just because you know it wasn't like the nicest hotel but really i needed it to sleep yeah that's it and you know it was nice you know if you say like oh i got tired or oh i have too much stuff to carry to walk to the hotel put it in your room rest your feet for 10 minutes and then go back out you know, here we really couldn't do that because Uber there the B and B was like twenty minutes away. So, yeah, we we talked about it because my in laws live about twenty five minutes away from Disney, right? Um, so we were thinking about maybe we would do like a day in the Disneyland hotel mm. or night in the Disneyland hotel because that would also get us access to Galaxy's Edge, right? Um, and then just do the rest of the time with my in-laws <laughs> if, I, if I if they don't mind us crashing there um and that way we, we would save some money as well would you bring the kids no <laughs> I, I love my kids but no this is an adult trip only yeah no 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 this is for me yeah <laughs> me and mine this is for me they will they will never forgive me, but that's okay. <laughs> you can bring them back something and then they'll forgive you. When they're when they're youngish adults with money, <laughs> they can do their own fun things. Exactly. But now this is mommy's time. Yeah. Uh so yeah, if anyone gets the chance to go to a celebration, it's very fun. This one especially I think had a lot of energy surrounding it just because of what was being released and being announced. So this was a a very good one to go to. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm still debating on Anaheim. I might go 
uh, might save up and do Emerald City instead. I don't know. But uh, that wraps up our celebration podcast. Yeah. That is it. Uh, obviously, you know, like we said, we had to split up into two parts, so... Covered, covered a lot of things. Covered a lot of ground. A lot of exciting news. We did. We had the high ground. It's gonna be... We had the high ground. I mean, more exciting news to come out, you know, in the next few months. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff we'll be covering. So, it's the year of Star Wars. It is. It's very much the year of, of Star Wars and sad things ending, because we have Endgame. We have Game yes. of Thrones. We have Star Wars. I just found out today that freaking Santa Clarita Diet got canceled. I saw your tweet on that, and I was like, God damn it, I love that stupid series. Oh, it was... I'm... I'm ugh, don't even get me started with it. So upset. So much heartbreak of this year. <laughs> and I'm not ready for it all. Uh, but let us know if you guys went to Celebration. Uh, what was your favorite part? Did you go to any panels? Did you get into all the panels? And we're very lucky like that because some people did get that. And I'm very jealous. Tell us about your swag. Yes. Tell us. Show us pictures of the swag. Do you mean any celebrities? Show us your artwork. Show us your experience. Just show us everything. We want to know. So you can follow me at IRTurner on uh, the uh, Twitters and then House of Turner Cosplay on the Facebooks and on uh, the Instagrams. Ma'am, where can they find you? I am Chris Jade on Instagram, though I'm kind of on a posting hiatus for a while. And I'll probably post something soon. <laughs> and I, on Twitter, you can read all of my dumb opinions on all the things at The Dirt Witch. All the dumb, all the dumb opinions. We have them yes. all. It's okay. Uh, and then you can obviously tweet us at Echo Station Cast on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the Heroes Podcast Network on Twitter as well. Go to the Hero Podcast Network podcasts with an S at the end of that. By the way, uh, you can find a bunch of shows there. You can find us on Google Play, uh, the um, Spotify, Spreaker, uh, Apple Podcasting areas, iTunes, all, all all the things. Basically, all the things. Just search uh, Echo Station Podcast on Google, and you'll find us. Uh, so that, like I said, wraps up the celebration news. Let us know what you thought about it. Let us know what you think about us in a nice way, please. Like we said, cause this year is going to be very draining <laughs> on us. <laughs> uh, but until next time, guys have a great weekend and may the force be with you. May the force be with you.